What's up to our sidekicks and hench folk out there in the Geek Nation? You're currently tuning in to the Cult Pop Podcast live stream, a.k.a. Spoiler Alert, episode 779, maybe? Might be 78. Where we review the past week's comics as well as talk about fun pop culture topics for your listening and viewing pleasure. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo, of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, located at 4327 Main Street in Philadelphia, PA. A super rad shop which caters to you! Unless you're a jerk, in which case, don't... It's not, don't, just don't be a jerk. Joining me tonight is Noel Bartocci and Brian Lieb. What is up, my nerds? How much? Hey. Anyone? Yeah. What's up with, what's up with you? That's what I'm here to find out. I was just making sure that the numbers were off, and they are. Because well, I just... We're off to a great start. Everybody is... I, the numbers? I, yeah, the numbers. Yeah, I just... I our, just our internet looks terrible. I mean, I've got I could three see, spinning wheels with black. I, oh, I don't see, know if that's I our see, internet. I can see Brian really well. I can see you really well. I can hear you guys. Is everything all right? No, no. Everybody's spinning on my end and and getting uh, we're spinning. Getting stuck. That's cool. Um, so um, just, well, we're just gonna just gonna keep going. Thank you for joining us tonight, and thank you for joining us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. If you like what we're doing, please. Like, comment, subscribe, and share. Um, and also, just definitely do the comment thing. Like, pipe up in the uh, the live chat. Do it! Is anybody chatting? So yes. Robert Monroe. Robert Monroe. What? I said it was your little rough. It doesn't matter. Keep going. What did Robert Monroe Jr. have to say, though? That's the thing. Oh, he said, good evening, cult poppers. Are you looking forward to Doctor Strange next week? I might be going to a midnight showing. I am looking forward to Doctor Strange, and I'm jealous of your midnight showing. We don't have midnight showings around here anymore. And when I was growing up, midnight showings were one of my favorite things. There was an event. People, there was a lot of people. There was a lot of hoopla. People dressed up sometimes. It was awesome. Um... There's no midnight uh, showings anymore. Yeah, we don't anymore do that anymore. It's kind of cool that you guys have them near you, though. I didn't know that they had stopped doing them. And they, everyone's they, frozen but me. They I wonder me. when that happened. Um, they still do them. They we still have do letters, them. I think. <laughs> but everybody is... What is the letter? What about the letter? Everybody... Hal says, NBA playoffs on TV, you guys, on my you phone. Do you have a letter, no? I don't. Oh, I see. Oh, NBA playoffs on TV... Okay. Only, you guys yeah, on my phone. Like That's kind of cool. No. Um, having well, trouble connecting. This is often caused by unstable right. internet connection. Um, so um, in hey, regards to midnight showings, yes. I think yeah. we still Flash do midnight showings. Our local theater, and I say local uh, between like the shoot. closest Philadelphia area, doesn't. Mm. Right. But well, right outside the city, they still do midnight shows. But right. it's – I mean yeah. Why, go, yeah, why go to a midnight show though when all these big movies have yeah. like – 
they now start Thursdays at seven and eight yeah. and nine Which and ten and eleven. In the yeah, weekend opening yeah. So, so like yeah. that idea of you got to wait till the clock strikes midnight before you're allowed to see one of these movies. It doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. It crept forward. Yeah, Soon keeps, the mid- Friday midnight will be on Tuesday. Yeah, so like the midnight <laughs> show where people all dress up and go crazy. I mean, shit. Doesn't like Marvel do? fan watches now too like three or four days early so like that's where people go crazy and dress up and stuff so yeah yeah, and also you can just see it whenever you want to now and you don't have to wait in line like midnight shows used to be packed with yeah you know a line for four hours before the movie if it was a really big movie and people are dressing up and people are excited about it now which i love (laughs) they have assigned seating and you just pick the seat ahead of time and you go straight in and it's great you know, you don't have to wait there in line. Um, I do. So we lose that one aspect of it. I do. Oh. Where, where am I? Hi. You removed where, Brian? Where am I now? <laughs> I didn't remove I didn't touch it. Oh, what was this? <laughs> I'm not touching it. That was not me. The first time wasn't me, but that was just me. All right. All right. Here we are. Some weird thing must have happened. Um, yeah, so you lose the excitement of waiting in line, but you do at least still have... Um, you have the midnight showings, and the trade-off of being able to walk right in is I w- something that I would, would far prefer. I am no less a fan and no less excited because I get to pick my seat two weeks in advance. I actually think exactly. that makes me more excited as a human being yeah. than yeah. the bum rush of getting in line and pushing right. forward or, or standing there waiting for people to clean the auditoriums from the, from the, the show before. I don't miss those days to get seats. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. not at all. I don't even have to see all the trailers. You know, if you don't want to, you just I do cut like it real trailers. close. I like trailers too, but sometimes I'm cutting it real close for other time management related reasons. So, you know, showing up at a place on Midnight the showings, a bygone era. Yeah. Or or it's it's no longer it's no longer uh uh condensed to just the midnight show. Now it's like spread out. So it's well, yeah, our moon is yeah. in the chat saying, I used to see midnight shows all the time, but lately they have been shown early, 8 p.m.-ish the yeah. night before. Yeah, ours are usually like at 7, Yeah, 7 p.m., which is nowhere near as cool as midnight. I mean, you uh, can still wait to see it at midnight. They still do the midnight, I think. Where? Not, uh, up, up, like, not far from us. They don't in our, at our yeah. most local theater. They don't. But yeah. King of Prussia and... Flower yeah. Town and stuff. They still do midnight shows for big stuff. Hmm. But it's but but the val- what we were just talking about when you were jumping in and out. The value of it is diminished because you can see it four or five hours before that. So it's not yeah. it's not the collective like holding your breath to be the first to wait. It, that doesn't really exist anymore. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So like midnight showings have lost their value. It's just an hour. And Kevin says, "Didn't even realize Strange was that close." Same. Yeah, kind of snuck up uh, on Noel me. Noel was too. in the shop. Noel was in the shop today, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's Strange is next week." And I was like, "What? I'm what? How? Who? I'm crazy Steven? excited for it because of <laughs> yeah. Sam Raimi. I, I'd like. Yeah, that's just a hundred percent crazy excited. I just we've both been revisiting the Evil Dead films because of the Halloweenies podcast. Yeah, Indeed. which everyone should go uh, listen to. Hey, we have an email, but I don't know if it was read before um, by Charles in Chattanooga. It was called Pie Hole. Yes. Sound familiar? No. No. I saw it, but it was not read on the show last week. We have it pristine to be read now. 
Here we go. Pie hole. Hey guys, it's your boy Charles in Chattanooga, aka Hal2814, aka the Green Lantern Tribble, etc., etc., etc. Anyway, last week there was a lot of talk about pie holes, so being the person that I am, I decided to go on a certain adult website and type in the search bar. Let's just say videos came up dealing with cream filling, and I'll leave it at that. Sorry if I don't make it to the live show tonight because of the Batman just dropped on HBO Max and I thought it would be later in the month. Maybe I'll pause it and check in. It's not like I didn't already watch it in the theater. Later, Gators. Spoiler alert! So yeah, uh, Batman did hit. Again, I didn't realize it was going to happen so quickly. And then it did. Batman dropped. It did. Did you guys all and revisit it? I did not. No. I haven't rewatched a movie of my own volition in quite some time, actually. Um, yeah. The Batman is one that I might do. We'll see. I, ha I haven't had time. Yeah. Hmm. It's been a, that it, what it dropped last Monday. I mean, I, I can't remember anything I've consumed content wise in the last week, other than these comics. We're going to talk about excitedly tonight. Oh my god, we're gonna talk about some comics. Let's let's freaking do it. Batman Superman World's Finest number two from DC Comics by Mark Wade and Dan Mora. The Man of Steel and the Dark Knight have arrived at the compound of Niles Calder, the chief in charge of that strange band of misfits known as the Doom Patrol. But all is not as it seems. While Batman works with Niles to cure Superman of his freakish transformations. <coughs> A side mission to track a mysterious figure known as the Demon attracts the Dark Knight's attention. And moreover, it could have some connection to Superman's poisoning at the hands of Metallo. Its danger, intrigue, and the surprise appearance of Dead Man, not in Chapter 2 of World's Finest, because I don't what? think that happened. It's such a surprise, you didn't see it, and it never happened. Solicitations yeah. are a bitch, <laughs> man. <laughs> Jesus. Dead Man does not show up. Um, and I like how they're like, the Demon, in quotes, like Batman and Superman already have demons. Like we've already, you know, the what's it? The the demon's head, Raj Al Ghul. Right. We've got the demon Etrigan. Yeah. Is that I thought that was the demon they were talking about. Or the, I guess no. they mean the demon that actually did show up. Okay. Yeah, the demon that was uh, in yeah. the book you read. Yeah. yeah. That's well, Deadman was not in the book. <laughs> you know, that's true. That's true. Not, not and if he was, they shouldn't have spoiled it like that. I mean, surprise Ed, appearance. Etrigan showed up in another book I read this week that we're not re reviewing, but everyone should read. Catwoman, Lonely oh, City. Oh, right. Etrigan was in that. That's cool. Yeah. Hmm. What, uh, what did you guys think of? Awesome. This, this was awesome. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Me and Brian agree. No, mm -hmm. go. <laughs> uh, I think it was just fantastic. It was, it was an awesome. Yeah. It was just fantastic. You were not in awe? Uh, no, I wasn't in awe. I think it was really fun, though. And I, I, want, I want a side... I want a full issue of just um, Dick Grayson and Kara yes. being assholes mm. to each other. Mm. I love that was that was the best scene in the book. The fact that Mark Wade has kind of created a uh, his girl Friday kind of relationship between the two of them bickering. I was like, not only do I want more of this, are they going to kiss at the end of it? Like I just yeah. I thought it was oh of course fucking awesome. It was straight up awesome. Yeah. Yeah, his his Robin plus the way Dan Moore draws Robin. Mm -hmm. Yes, great. He he Very draws cool. a great Robin, man. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, they are. The art in like the whole book is, is awesome. I mean, um, yeah, he, it's very it's very comicy, you know, mm -hmm. just like iconically comic style art. Um, 
And also, I love this Mark Wade DC Universe story, you know, through the lens mm-hmm. of Superman and Batman, just seeing various aspects of DC is great. Um, and he's handling it well. I remember mentioning Brave and the Bold last week, and no, since then you found it, mm-hmm. right? The yeah, yeah. Mark Wade Brave and the Bold. Nice. Yeah, and it was the last time we talked about this. Yeah. But, um, more. I, I will, I will, I, I mean, it's not even really a knock or a dig at the book. There's, there's one story device that didn't work for me last time, still doesn't really work for me now. I'm trying to get like, not a handle on it, but I think a couple issues in, it'll be fine. But they very often, like, so go back one page, go back two pages, actually. And then the next, the one before that. More? Yep. Um, so here... It's a wonderful scene of um, Bruce and, and Cal kind of, you know, pull through friend. And they do these one panel flashbacks to previous non-related kind of adventures that they have in order to kind of like, if it was a movie, it would be a smash cut to, you know, almost mm-hmm. a, 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 this one specifically on this page is kind of jarring. And I, and I stared at it for a while to kind of figure out where are they? Are they inside of a body? Are they underwater? So like this one kind of threw me off, but then the next mm-hmm. one I was like, that's fine. So it's not really a problem and it doesn't throw me off. It's just like, I wish that panel was clearer. And the last yeah. issue had two or three of them like that, where it was, are we jumping back and forward in time? Oh no, these are super cuts. Okay, cool. Like it's, yeah. it's just a narrative device that, is only 75% working for me, but it doesn't mm-hmm. ruin the book. So, I mean, maybe it'll, maybe it'll ease out. I don't know. So the thing that confused me about this particular issue, and I agree with you about the, the point you just made about that one panel where I was like, wait, what? Oh, it's a flashback. What are they doing? Where are they? Who's doing, what's going on? Yeah. Um, it's more distracting. But then I just moved on with it and that was yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, this one, you know, when they said that they were going to have, um, what's his nuts? Negative um, man. Larry. Negative man, yeah. yeah. Go through and wipe out all of the particles of kryptonite, red kryptonite, in Superman's bloodstream. Yeah. In my head, he was a normal-sized negative man just uh, kind of walking through. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of clearing it yeah i didn't realize he was becoming microscopic and going through his veins it seemed like it would have been an easier way to do that right just deal with the radiation in a larger way that's what i thought too i figured he was oh he's negative man he'll do it they're like you only have one minute and i'm like that's plenty of time he's got time (laughs) and then yeah it wasn't until that page that i was like oh i guess you know batman's telling you how far it is he's going through it um, now, uh, in terms of super feats, I really liked how they came up with uh, the way to get out of Felix Faust's uh, energy shackles. Um, you know, classic Batman super, you know, he's like, Batman, do something. You're the escape artist. He's like, well, they're energy shackles. Well, what if you whistle and he whistles yeah. at like an infrasonic, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is a real thing. He's whistling in infrasound. The military uses it as a weapon, inaudible, but creating extreme vertigo and paralyzing muscle cramps. Yeah. Like, that's a really good use of a Superman power that isn't its own power. He's just doing something that he can do, you know? There's a a style of this book that I think in another book I would not like, but here it works. The pace is so frenetic, it's, it's just... 
exhausting. But I like really? it. Really? Yes, they started. They started yeah, with Metallo, and in less than two issues, they have gotten into uh, an ancient demon, uh, a goddess, time travel, the Doom Patrol, and uh, Doctor Faust or Faust. Yeah. and Billy Batson. It's, and Billy Batson. Well, yeah, I, I, Billy Batson. I didn't. Yeah. I don't yeah. feel it. it well, like, exhausting is probably the wrong word. It at, in a lesser book, this would be Whiplash, and I would hate it. But oh, okay. the tone is just so frenetic and so quick and overlaps on itself. It doesn't give time to mm. at all really settle. Uh, it's kind mm. of light in a way. You know, it's like a, almost a breezy. It, it feels like, yeah. it, do, have you ever yeah. read those, uh, what is it, when creative teams like just do one issue and then leave a cliffhanger and then the next the next writer has to kind of fill in the gaps and then yeah. try to like not mess up the next one or just like put them in a, like, mm. This does feel like a yes and kind of storyline, just like, and what if they did this? Well, yeah, well, what if they did this? Well, yeah, what if this person showed up? Like, it feels like yeah. it just keeps building in a yeah, yeah. I dare you kind of way. <laughs> like, what corner do you want to play with of the DC Universe now? Very quickly. The, the tour of the DC Universe aspect. Is that, you know, yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to hit everybody. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, not everybody, and in a, a, in a lesser book by less kind of like, confident creators i think that would be a fucking mess mm. here it's great yeah 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 I, um, yeah i like the billy Matthew page, thing and thought yeah this page here where supergirl and robin are flying um mm-hmm. the way it's drawn is a slow casual meandering flight but then hang on we're breaking the time barrier i was like wait yeah what yeah, yeah right like their their positioning looks like a very slow yeah, like how is she even holding him? And that's definitely not top speed kind of grip on his yeah. tape and shoulder. Yeah. Well, it, it took yeah, me until like, it took me until after that scene to because they didn't explain what they were doing beforehand. They were just like, "You're going to need a detective. Bring him with." And then it was like, "Oh, she sees tachyons and they're going towards a rift." Like, what the fuck? Okay, uh, yeah, sure. Let's oh, she do it. said they're going. He's like, "You got to go back and you got to meet these guys." I'm going to call Supergirl. It happened so fast. All right, Everything yeah. in this book happens so fast. It was like one line of dialogue. Sorry. Uh, I'm used to... That's okay. We're used to what? Deconstructed stories constantly? Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Oh, I see. So it's not... Okay, she says we're breaking the time barrier, but really she was just looking for a rift. Yeah. Because she's, because she's holding that thing that has existed for thousands of years, she's able to like use it almost as like a tuning fork, and she could see tachyons. So they're just like going towards wherever there's a rift. Okay, so it's not like they're break the way you know the way I was thinking of it. We're breaking the speed barrier or the light barrier yeah. or whatever. And that's it's how usual, Superman, usually a fast thing. Yeah, that's how Superman is, usually does it. Is like I'm getting yeah. up to speed, and now I'm going to fly through the I rings see. that say years on them. This is more, we're just going to casually drift into this rift. Okay. Now, Tokyo Drift. The, uh, the, did Dan Mora also do the art for the flashbacks? Because I don't see another artist listed. So if he did. Oh, yeah, that's him. He did a completely different style. That's just dope. Yes. Isn't that cool? It's almost like a Yannick Paquette kind of loose. It's awesome. Yeah. There it is. Very cool. Yeah, anyway, I love awesome. this book. Yeah, yeah, it's I, a great yeah book. I have no. Yeah. 
This is a guys. This is a this is Batman Universe. This is this is the book that you could just keep reading. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, I think I said that during part one for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Awesome. And if anyone's out there who hasn't read Batman Universe, do it. Was it Brian Michael Bendis and Nick Darrington? Highly recommended. I think maybe the first place that I saw Nick Darrington uh, was. Oh no, kidding! I think so. I might have seen him on like something small before a cover or something. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Next up, Captain America number zero from Marvel Comics, written by Jackson Lansing, Colin Kelly, and Tochi mm, Onyabuchi. I think so. But with art by Matea de Lulis. When Arnim Zola launches a catastrophic attack on New York City, he meets his match in Sam Wilson and Steve Rogers. In the explosive battle that follows two Cap America's Prove better than one, and Sam and Steve decide they might just keep a good thing going. So, oh, what does that mean? So, cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Wilson mm-hmm. went back to being the Falcon, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, after. Um, so why is he in? Why is he in a Captain America suit in the beginning well, of this again? You remember there was the cap. United States, United States of Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah, he, yeah. he... I did not finish that. Yeah. Neither did I, but we did for the for the uh, show read one where he, for some reason, decides to put on the Captain America costume. It's, and I think during the show we were like, why would he... It's not... There was some uh, it wasn't, about that's right. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't like for some reason, like the next panel, Steve legitimately asked him, like, I think this is going to need... More than just me, like more, more than, than one, more than one yeah. cap. It was oh, no. you know it, was it was convoluted me. and it was pretty heavy handed, but it wasn't just yeah. like a surprise. It yeah. was heavy handed. The costume, for some reason that I'm remembering, is there is a an imposter cap, and yeah. Steve Rogers is like, I'm also going to wear that exact outfit. I'm going to change out of the one that I'm in or something. Well, I forget, oh no! So the imposter cap had his classic uniform. He put yeah. on the stealth one and. Oh, the, so right. it was it was essentially yeah. a tour of the United States catching right. this dude as an imposter trying right. to do damage control as legitimate captains America right. for which he chose a different outfit than yeah. his yeah. regular captain. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah. Convoluted, okay. stupid. He's back in the costume. You're in. Go. Yeah. They're both captains. All right. Yeah. Uh, this was fun. This felt like classic you know what? I can't say that. I can't say classic, classic Captain America. I've never read classic Captain America. I started reading Cap on and off in the 90s, I think, um, with like issue 300 and stuff where they had brought in the agent to become Captain America. Uh, the agent. Yeah. Or the captain. No, he became the captain. That's what it was. Um, and Steve Rogers became the captain? Or the other dude when became? The, when the other guy became Captain America. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Steve became the captain. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's neither here nor there. But this was good Captain America inning. inning. Captain American. Cap- Captain yeah. America 2. Captaining America. Um, yes, cap- <laughs> this was good captaining. Yeah. Um, uh, this was great. This was a lot of fun. This artist, I've never heard of him, uh, but boy. Awesome. What a good looking book, right? Really that's good. That's like, like top Alex Ross. tier. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's you really think? good. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought the art was phenomenal. And that <sighs> carried me through a lot of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not that, not that the story... The story was a regular Captain America story, you know? Yeah. 
but the art was exquisite. It was phenomenal. So I was interested. Um, they do have one of, one of the biggest fallacies in comics right up there with someone can live and be thought out if they are frozen solid is, yeah. but like flash frozen by Mr. Freeze or whatever is you can toss things right into the sun. You know, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. I'm just going to go get rid of this. Oh, now it's in the sun. Yeah. Arnim Zola has this rocket that once it hits the sun, everyone will be turned into Zola swords. And then he launches the rocket. So they have, I don't know, like five or six years before <laughs> they need to, <laughs> to get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very fast rocket, though. It, now, that is true. You, don't, Universe, you don't know how fast that rocket goes. It could be a super fast rocket. But um, it, maybe there, it has like a You're frozen again. Or awesome. Oh, but this I wonder who it there is. You I wonder which one it is. Hey, excellent. You wonder which one what? You um, froze up. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. Um, the yeah, but it, but it was great. Just watching this book happen was great. Um, and Arnim Zola doing a crazy Arnim Zola thing. It was very classic Cap. The one thing I would have liked. Remember when they crashed down on the shield? You know, like Sam's wings ah, are busted, and yeah. I would have. Liked, I'm cool with that. I would have liked to see it skip a little, like skim over the water, like it's yes. kind of taking a lot to do this and it would look cool. You know, the, the shield absorbs kinetic energy. It's a bit of a stretch, but I can, I can deal with that. Um, yeah. You agreed. Like it, it would have been cool to yeah. see it skim. Well, no, I thought when that was a, a bridge too far for me when they're yeah. falling from the atmosphere, they're yeah. about to go into space. That's how high up they are. Mm. And Sam's wings are busted. And so Steve is just like, Hey, just we'll both hop on my shield and Land that will shield. save us from yeah. being murdered by the ground. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, come on. A uh, little too like, much. Even Cap, I could understand. He's got a super soldier serum or something. Yeah. Sam's just a dude. Yeah, he's just got those wings, right? He doesn't have yeah. any. Yeah. So um, now I, I thought yeah. they had made it a little farther down or it hadn't gotten too high yet, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, there's, it's very much just like, boom, we fall right in the water and oh, now yeah. we're just floating in the water. It's fine. If they had to do some sort of thing <laughs> of like, oh, we'll have to aim our trajectory in such a way. Right. That can, way I you, can come right in on yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Even though your wings are broken, maybe you can use them to like, um, you know, slow down Let's our descent or something. Slow it down. Yeah. Yeah. Do something, or, yeah. Steer us so we out. come in this way and not just straight down. Hey, exactly. <laughs> we got to hit it, hit it on the surface. Yeah. Um, also, when, in the beginning, Arnim Zola's like, I have built this, I have built this rocket ship within your, your capitalist building. I haven't broken any laws. Like, yeah. I doubt that. <laughs> you just knocked over a building, bro. I don't, I don't think that's legal. No. Although Zola has a lot of really good points. At sometimes I'm like, is oh, yeah. Zola the hero of this book? Because <laughs> he is saying a lot of very positive things and the Captains America are not really countering them. They're Zola's just ignoring well. it. Zola's, yeah. <laughs> Zola is written in... Hi, how you guys doing? Zola is hey. written in a kind of like... with a tinge of like Elon Musk in this. Mm. <laughs> with like yeah. a... 
Arnon uh, Musk. A just asking questions industrialist kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. burning it down to make it better kind of bullshit. Yeah. Um, also that scene where he bought Twitter in this issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Why did he even buy it? He can take over computers. What um I'm I'm sorry I missed the last couple of minutes. What did you guys think? You enjoyed this? I really liked the art. Did you like the art? I did. I did a lot actually. Nice. Yeah, it was awesome. This painted thing. It's very cool. We did have some issues with the the sequence where they're like, my wings are broken. Let's land on my shield after 400,000 feet. The only reason why I bought that was because uh, the shields are supposed to be able to absorb all vibration. Right? Yeah, Kinetic energy. Yeah. I still would have liked a little skimming action. Yeah. Well, there's I, as much as I like the art, there's actually two or three kind of points where the action wasn't really very well staged. Um, especially like inside the rocket with uh, Sam, there was a couple of like transitions where it was like, "What blew up? What the fuck did you just do?" Whatever. Mm. Like, yeah. I think it had him like that right there was one, the the page that you th- flew past. This one, Lightly like, <laughs> that, are those panels the two top panels? Are they connected or are they transitions? Because there was an explosion and say. then yeah, and then what's shooting? In the third panel, I can't really tell. It was just, it was it was a little messy and to the point where it was like, well, whatever, he's bringing down a thing. That's fine. Keep going. Yeah, he's bringing it down. Yeah. <laughs> also, what hit him? What lightning bolt hit him? I'm, it, like, that it was, was unclear, explosion. too. It also, was, one lightning. Yeah. It was like, a, it was just kind of a fine. I do like the the overall conceit. Like that scene that you had just passed there, the... Uh, you're an old fogey kind of thing. Like the idea of cap is supposed to be less, at least modern cap is supposed to be less, less about, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not elitism. American. Well, I mean, jingoism is like, yeah, that, that works too. Supposed to be less that and more Mm -hmm. inspiring every day. At least that's yeah. what they try and shoot for. Some writers are better at it than others. So I just I think it's been a long time. Like, you know, he quit being Captain America because of the state mm-hmm. of America in what, like the 70s? Or yeah, modern. Mo- like, really, yeah, yeah. I, I, w- I would consider modern just like 75 on. Oh, right? okay. Yeah, all right. Not like just 2000. <clears throat> right. Uh, but yeah, since Grunewald on. Less, okay. less about like uh, the might of America and more about the plight of Americans, right? So I, so I, I like sure. when they kind of hammer that home, no matter how fucking hokey sometimes it is. Uh, Mark Wade and Chris Somney did it really, really well. Ta-Nehisi Coates did it really, really well. I like, so I dig that. Uh, now, is anyone caught up on the, I, the, you know, the end of the story was very cool, and then there's this epilogue, and some dude... Is uh, is saying, oh, a shame, Sam Wilson. You would have made a great Wakandan, perhaps a better leader than my brother. No, clue. that seemed to me very out of place. So it's like, what is happening in so, this zero issue? That yeah, yeah. What's yeah up? This this is a lead into his book. 
Um, at the end, they okay. tell us Sam Wilson's adventures will continue in Captain America: Symbol of Truth. Sam Wilson picks up the shield once mm. more and enters a world of trouble. Following a lead from Misty Knight, Sam intercepts a mysterious group hijacking what appears to be an empty train. As he digs deeper, he discovers that the plot may be connected to a crucial piece of the Captain America legacy and, surprisingly, Wakanda. Mm. Something about where the vibranium for the shield came from. Yeah, probably. Maybe. I like as a teaser, it's interesting enough but it does one of those things that comics often do if you don't know everything and anything it's it's i don't know if i'm supposed to recognize who that is or not and because of that the the twist or reveal or tease has really no merit it's just like okay cool as opposed to is that zemo you know like stuff like that like it there's no weight to this other than just dialogue yeah same here i didn't know who that was or what he was talking about either and then i got to the end and the the mm-hmm. solicitation for the next book and I was like oh okay that'll be explained the, the other teaser was a little better like White Wolf I'm not even sure if in the comics is a brother to T'Challa but is sometimes portrayed that in, as that in other media um, who's White Wolf so he's uh, at least in the one of the cartoons he was a a white Gentleman who is adopted, I think, by T'Chaka. And and Martin Freeman is kind of like the MCU version of White Wolf, apparently. No. But not. No, Bucky is. Bucky's actually called the White Wolf by Wakanda. Oh, he is. That's true. But this was before that had happened. But you're right. Uh, Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Uh, This teaser was. But um, yeah, this was. I, I enjoyed it. I think it was a good solid zero issue for people who like Captain America. I think you get lots of captaining America here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool glowing star at the end. too. Kevin says that white wolf is T'Challa's half brother. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to reboot my computer because you guys are choppy as hell. So I'm going to, hopefully it'll, <laughs> it'll fix my end of things. But, well, action figure expert says, uh, you know, while you're rebooting, he says, hey, speaking of Captain America, what do you think about Chris Evans playing another movie role where his character is frozen for decades and later finds a descendant of a woman? He wants you. That's he nice. wants new. He wants. Uh, oh, he, oh, that he wants new. Um, I don't know about that movie. I don't know what uh, what he's up to recently. But, you know, who knows what it's like when you're frozen for decades and you come back out and you meet somebody who is, is a it, descendant and, you know is that an actual that experience. is that an actual movie that's being I would assume so uh, hey action figure expert uh, share receipts like what what, yeah, what movie, movie are you that? referring to yeah yeah I mean Fine. is that a hypothetical question like what if he did the same trope again like I don't know welcome to Hollywood or welcome to storytelling. There's no such thing as originality anymore. Just do it better. That's fine. Whatever. Was there ever? That's the no. thing. You know, no, in wasn't. the old days, I think what's really changed is not that not that there's no new stories. It's that we started demanding them. Like Romeo and Juliet is a retelling of a previous story. Like Shakespeare just retold an older story called I think Pyramus and Thisbe. Um, and that was like, oh, I'm doing my, I'm doing my version of that. Sit here and now, or is whenever you know in Venice and wherever, whenever it was. Um, and then it's just in the modern time that we're like, give us new stories. We don't want the same old stories anymore. 
I yeah, um, I don't know. It's it's one of the it's one of the first things I was taught in college. There's no such thing as originality, so stop it. Just do just tell a good story. Like um all I'm pulling up the Google Docs for the notes, by the way. Um all all narrative fiction is one of three stories. It's uh man three. yeah. Just there's three Why? themes. There are three stories. I heard seven. Three. Uh what do we got? Man versus man, man versus uh-huh. nature. Man versus himself. Everything could be subgrouped out of those. So it's either two opposing forces. It's one person mm. trying to survive. It's one person fighting their demons. Like it's there's always there always just some sort of extrapolation from those three types of conflicts in all of narrative fiction. So what about a story with no conflict? That's man versus himself. But there's it, no verses. He's just like he's happy. Everything's cool. Well, then it's a it still has some sort of drive, correct? Is the man trying to achieve something? If so, then no. it's man versus nature. He's not. Everything he's 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 good. So so you're just talking about cinema verite that has no narrative. Uh, no. Uh, no conflict arc. You know. But if it has no conflict, then what's the what's the purpose of the story other than just slice of life? Which escapism, yeah, just to enjoy this other realm, you know, this man's experience. I think that sounds incredibly boring. Uh, what type of fi- what type of fiction is that then? What type of fiction is it? Yeah. Or it what type what type of what type of? You said that there were seven. What what does that fall under? Oh, just... what are the seven stories? I don't know. No, I don't know. Um, I have heard that the theory that there are seven basic stories, but I don't, you know, like boy meets girl is one of them and hero's journey maybe is one of the, I forget what they are, but, um, it's a little more delineated. Any Uh, kind of internal. So I, the way I was instructed, any kind of internal, for lack of a better word, conflict and or progression is man mm -hmm. versus himself or some sort of subset of man versus himself because it's an internal, it's an internal story. If there's no, Ex- external force or external want that's yeah. articulated, it's still kind of a versus itself or of itself narrative, which mm. is just a subset. Yeah, I mean, that is like, that is a schema to look at, to look at human stories from. And you could say that it over, that it over generalizes the categories, but it doesn't do it incorrectly. But some people might say like, well, but... We can do it a little further and get something out of that. Well, yeah, they're, they're like they're, hero's journey is is it's a usually, whole kind of story. But yeah. it's it would like if it was from a foundation or from a root, then it would be like maybe one of those three. Like yeah, yeah, the yeah. conflict of man versus nature trying to trying to fight their own demons within the force, and then there's also on top of that a layer of man versus man with the actual rebellion, like. They're all intertwined right, right. and or mix and matched and then broken out along like yeah. three acts of, of a hero's journey kind of thing. But it just always starts with like one of those three roots of the style of story you're. I would like to do or see a story that is conflict free and still good and interesting. <sighs> so, you know, I, you know this is cool. going to sound weird, but the most. Modern movie I know that successfully has absolutely no antagonist mm-hmm. and no 
well, there's conflict, but it's it's later on. Is that thing you do? There is I just rewatched that. There are for the first time in there many is, years. There is no bad guy. However, yeah, a couple of the characters succumb to man versus themselves. So That's true. they they the conflict itself is there's no external conflict. It's basically just like a life choice, life choice, um, delusion of grandeur. But no, there's no antagonist in that entire the, fucking movie. The striving kind of like it's it's am, it's ambition and and yeah. a mild greed and or and or delusion. Like we want to make something. Like we want to be this thing. You know. Yeah. So you can you can uh, you can successfully have like no deliberate conflict, but there's always like inherent human nature conflict, and I, like I think that just all falls under. Right, versus right. themselves, whether it's ambition um, or yeah, their see, own I mind. I can even see it as like versus nature. It could be nature that too. In this case, being like the, the culture systems of yeah. society, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the culture that they're existing in, yeah. where success is only in one way, and they are versus that, like their happiness right. and versus that. They have to that. deal with the way yeah. that you know, like the way that it ends, where Tom Hanks's character is like, "Eh, don't worry, like you're let out of your contract. Happens all the time." You know, you had a great success, and then it you didn't go anywhere from there. Yeah, um, even he yeah. could have been the antagonist, and even the movie was just like, no, that's not what we're doing. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. But but anyway, we still have. You know, Brian Cranston has like two lines in that movie. Yeah, we, I did not. We I have, was like, holy shit, it's Brian Cranston. We have comics to talk about. We've vamped yeah, enough. We talk about whatever. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I I feel as though a lot of people did come for comics though. I think um, they enjoy our little chats. Yeah. They said they did. You guys but haven't not, moved on to the next book yet? <laughs> overtaking everything. Right now. Here we go. Well, we were discussing action figure experts uh, ah, awesome. and other stuff. Awesome. Uh, uh, yeah. Hulk number six. Yeah. Hulk number six. You said it. Uh, Marvel Comics, Donny Cates, Ryan Otley. The first arc of Donny Cates and Ryan Otley's mind-blowing Hulk saga will reach its epic climax as Bruce Banner's control over Starship Hulk slips and something much worse takes the wheel. The new threat that emerges promises to smash the Hulk mythos to its core and will fuel Bruce Bruce Banner's rage for the foreseeable future. So we read the first issue and basically Donny Cates has made it seem like Bruce Banner being in charge of the Hulk body is somehow a starship. From my understanding, it's basically just the way I make this look in my mind's eye is a starship. Other than that, it's just yeah, he's like yeah, it's like a psyche thing where he's like his experience is I'm kind of inside the Hulk piloting yeah. The Hulk, and I see out of his eyes. Yeah, it's like you know, it, kind of I mean, I it, to me it it read exactly like a Stephen King mind palace, hmm. being able to uh, manifest an artifice for the facets of a psyche, which yeah. Yeah. is in line with um some old Hulk stuff. Yeah, like, know, oh, like yeah, Peter David had yeah. you know there like was Peter the big David's door job. and everything, yeah. and everyone was someone was trapped yeah. behind the door while the other one was in front of the door. Um, yeah, yeah, so so this banner just kind of turned it into a a, a bridge and an engine as opposed to yeah. a door and a vault, right? Um, yeah. Now, Noel, did you read Jason Aaron's run on Hulk? Uh, more than half of it. 
Wasn't yeah. Bruce Banner the bad guy in that one too? Um, for the first six issues. Yeah. Okay. Technically. Yeah. They, yeah. They keep doing because this, making it like, oh, well, what if yeah. Bruce Banner? What if Hulk was protecting us from Bruce? Bruce was the bad guy. Yeah, and I'm like, guy. all right. Yeah. He did that. Yeah. Um, I, I think we talked a little while ago. We had talked at, when we were doing the first issue about. I said, you know, is it the Hulk? Is it the classic Hulk that I want to see? Or what? I forget exactly how he phrased it, but we're trying to nail down, you know, what is that for me? Um, you know, what do I think is is Hulk? And I think that's what it is because there's a lot of different Hulks mm. that still feel like Hulk, right? Like what the Gladiator Hulk even still feels like the Hulk. When Bruce Banner is the bad guy, mm. that's when it doesn't feel like the hope that i'm interested in right you know um that's the like eh, is that really a variation of it is bruce banner the bad guy um i'm cool with hulk is not the bad yeah. guy and i that's been generally the the impression of hulk you know more or less is that he's really not that bad of a guy he's a good guy even but um now i didn't feel like this one was that way as much as issue one looks like it was going right? to lead yeah. into mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. On, f- please finish your thought he, because I kind of agree. He didn't seem like he was doing it out of evil or even even like the calculating sort of I'm the smart one and I'm going to do bad stuff because it's the right thing to do. It seemed a little less like that, a little more like this is how I'm I'm handling stuff now. But he still has the Hulk locked away and it's not good. Yeah. But he just didn't seem as as villainous or as bad as it was looking like he was painting him to be. And, and hopefully he will, you know, Hulk at the end is like, I'm sorry. And it looks like he was going to come to terms with him. So hopefully that's where that's headed Mm. in short order. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I look for, or I tend to overread these things sometimes, but I don't know if it's as simplistic as one of them being good or bad. Like the way that, Banner has always functioned is as analytical as humanly possible, almost to a fault. And that's what made the Hulk. Mm. But him being the bad guy, I don't, I, it's, I don't know. It's uh, to me, it, it feels more like a, um, it's the same thing Reed Richards does. The, the curiosity begets tremendous problems, right? Mm. Like, but I mean, they're completely different characters, but it's the same kind of like mega scientist conundrum. Doctor Strange does it all the time, too. He gets overzealous and just like causes a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, I I almost feel like it's a genius issue more than it is a mm-hmm. the alter ego being a bad guy or a good guy, which honestly, too, reading more than the first six issues of the Jason Aaron stuff, it was the same thing where they were separated, but that they were separated because was it high evolutionary? No, Dr. Doom made a banner, made Bruce Banner, a body for Bruce Banner and separated their psyches with a lobotomy. Oh, neat. So it was a false banner that the Hulk killed at the end of that first arc. Oh, interesting. It was, it it wasn't really him. I gotcha. So like they, they, they keep kind of playing with the idea of the real danger is maybe the super intellect, but I don't know. So far it hasn't been to an irredeemable yeah. level where Banner's a 
a fucking garbage man. I mean, he is. It just skirts the edge. It skirts the edge. He is torturing the Hulk. He is torturing that. that, And it's, you know, I think Betty Brant, who's not actually there, is just another figment of, of Bruce's imagination is there being like, you're torturing a baby. He's a baby and you're torturing him. Uh, which, you know, yeah. when you think about it that way, it's like, oh, that's pretty bad. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of fucked up things have happened in the name of science. Yeah. I, that's just like, I don't like it's it's objectively yeah, horrific. Sure. But yeah. from the perspective of the character. He's using it as a tool for better. Yeah. So it, he just kind of keeps rationalizing yeah. it, which I think is a fascinating kind of conflict. I think it's kind of cool. And he's also, you know, a lot of Bruce Banner's thing, especially in the earlier days, was the Hulk is this, like, burden yeah. that it's he a tumor, carries. Right, yeah. Right, who, like, that can lead to massive destruction and and who knows, potentially loss of life that he has to like watch himself for all the yeah. time. So they've definitely moved away from that. And I like it better mm-hmm. having moved away that there's a little more of an accord between them and Hulk is not, um, you know, Hulk is a little more complex mm-hmm. and generally seen as being good. Although he always was, he always just wanted to be left alone, yeah. but he tends to do less side damage. Now, <laughs> you know, there's less of like, Banner accidentally gets angry and half of a city is yeah. destroyed kind of stuff. Which I, I will, like, uh, Brian, I know that you kind of skipped a few issues. They do touch on two things in this arc that I thought were kind of cool. This version of Banner that's inside, you know, piloting the Hulk very much does feel that this is kind of his turn to be a super scientist. And he's mm. he's jumping at the chance, you know, using this body that I've never really been able to fully control before mm. to go explore the multiverse, to go do this, to go do that, to, you know, bleeding edge and explore. So he does kind of come at this from the perspective of, I earned this, I mowed this, this is my turn, which I kind of dig. Uh, Cause it's, it's not, it's not wholly a fuck this monster. It's a, you had yours. Let me have mine. Mm. Let's go. And then also yeah, too. It's true. Even when yeah. he, controlled the Hulk body in the Peter David run, it was ultimately revealed that that was not, that was a separate personality that wasn't Banner. And he hasn't really gotten to, Wait, that, you know, have fun what? with it. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Geni- Genius, Professor Hulk, Professor Hulk think, was, was not Bruce? Later. I don't know that that was in Peter David's run. That might have been oh, someone later that was like, it. I don't remember right. if it was revealed ultimately in Peter David's run that that even was another personality, not a merge. Um, or if that was, or if that was later. Uh, yeah. I don't remember. I know his run ended with like a potential future yeah. where Banner in Banner's form controlled the Hulk power. Um, the so yeah, the other part of it too, they, they, he has been kind of, and by he, I mean the creative team, the creative team has been kind of, slowly reintroducing the danger of the Hulk being let go. Like, um, they've been teasing this Titan style character slash personality facet of Hulk. Um, I think two issues before this, um, you're kind of shown banner waking up from something horrific and it wasn't 
you know, it was just like in that most recent ish episodes of no, forget it. Um, you just mm. both, yes. both personalities are like, that wasn't me. Yeah. And yeah, it, it like kills banner. Like they are, they're slowly introducing that even, even the two primary personalities we know is more of a store to it. And there's a more dangerous kind of around the corner, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. The Hulk's Hulk. Yeah, the Hulk's Hulk. What if the Hulk had a, a Hulk fucking Hulk. kaiju? Yeah. Kaiju Hulk is essentially yeah. what he is. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like 30 feet but tall. But I, I did love this whole scene where he opens the engine room and he's just like, fucking go for it. Uh, yeah. This yeah. was this was fun. I, I Overall, I really like this arc. and I, I'm, I'm I looking st- forward to the next. I still this dig this. Hulk thing. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Ban- Banner that. of yeah. War. Yeah. Is it... Who's writing Thor right now? Is it... It's both Johnny Case. Yeah. It's the yeah. same? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm excited yeah, too. Yeah, so it's... it's the covers by Gary Oof. Frank? Yeah. Oof. Love Gary Frank. Looking good. Yeah, same. I think it's going to be like yeah. five issues total. I, like it's a it's a one shot and then it's Thor, Hulk, Thor, Hulk. Hmm. Yeah, it's like yeah, five cool. issues. I'm excited. Uh, before we get into the next yeah. book... In addition to liking and subscribing on uh, YouTube, you can uh, like and follow us on Facebook. We stream there. You can become a patron if you want to help us out with your dollars. You can go to patreon.com slash johnnydestructo. Help us out that way. Um, if you if that's your thing. If it's not, friggin' just tell all your friends. Have a big hangout and put us up on your big TV and watch us while you have like a fivesome. That's what the yeah. kids... Or if they could put the TV... It, outside and let if it's yeah. big enough and let people just, just have a big yeah I think <laughs> I think more than a foursome is technically an orgy I was asking Ray oh, about that it? we weren't sure um uh, so yeah yeah I mean is that the kind of thing that there is a strict definition of then <laughs> I mean I feel like I feel like feels, that feels like an orgy number yeah um, like two couples yeah. gotcha foursome yeah a fifth person yeah just Mixes it up to where no true pairs are occurring. Yeah. What's right? Where. So it's so it's a yeah. little bit more chaotic. Uh, or just got style. a lot going but on. Then, that seems but then six different. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's a sep 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 septuism septuorgy septuorgy But I gotta feel. <laughs> I gotta feel like five is if now we've gotten into orgy. It's a poorly attended orgy. Right. Now, you know, like it's an orgy, but it's, I've seen yeah. better. It's, a bunch of people, a, a bunch night. of people replied an and then didn't show up. Yeah. 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 You don't know how to plan for orgies <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, but maybe. Anyway, uh, or you can just give us nice reviews on um, iTunes and all that sort of stuff. Also, um, tell us what you think the number is for orgy. Like, yeah. what's the yeah. bare minimum for orgy? I, I honestly think it's five. Email us. Five is a small right. orgy. Email yeah. us at uh, cultpopgo at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Bolero number four from Image Comics by Wyatt Kennedy and Luana Vecchio. Devin's ex takes center stage, stuck in the anti door dimension. <coughs> Natasha learns the mysterious origins of Capgrass and is forced to. Cop, cap, Capgra? Capgra. Capgra. And is forced to confront hard truths about herself as we finally get the answer to Bolero's most burning question. What the fuck is this book about? No, that's not it. It's why did Nat and Devin break up? 
But my most burning question is, what is happening? I am so confused by this issue. The first issue I got, I, I get this, I understand what's happening, and then she goes into the multiverse, and she lives different lives, uh, her, of her different multiversal lives. By the way, everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once is an amazing movie with Michelle Yao. Ooh, I really want. I really five want stars. It's, yeah. a, um, it's a perfect yeah. film. Out of five? Out of five. Nice. Saw it last night. It's cool. amazing. Anyway, multiversal queer sci-fi relationship mm -hmm. book mm -hmm. it's very good mm -hmm. um until this issue when i just spent the whole time going wait what's who how are we where are Noel? go yeah i think i've been thinking about it for a couple days now because i also issue three started to confuse me yeah and then this just doubled down on the confusion to the point where mm -hmm. it's just like i think the book was just saying no you're the fucking idiot Figure it out. No, yeah, yeah, Brian. To the reader, to me. Uh, Why would they so, say that? So I think, uh, I don't care. So I think, I think this is what happened. Issue three. So issue one, Devin goes into the multi, she, she chooses the door at the end. They introduce mm -hmm. the, the multiverse. Boom. Issue two, exploring the multiverse, making the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over again. Until... Capgross, like, hey, try something different. She does, and she meets this guy and spends three years with him. That goes into issue three. She is in a three-year healthy, mostly healthy relationship with this gentleman. Something, she cheats, she has a moment, she cheats on him with their mutual friend, who is the singer slash rock star from the previous issues. After that happens, the boyfriend slash husband, fiance person finds the key, the cop girl key, and goes through a door. When he goes through that, oh, that's the end of the issue. When he goes through that door, this is where it's questioning for me. It's revealed that he was actually a variant of the original girlfriend hmm. the yeah so yeah. he was actually a variant hmm. of her and that's you know they were in love and happy and she is there in that subspace with Capgraw and he is telling her stories of all of the other variants and she is reliving moments from her original relationship with Devin because now you're understanding that she was also traveling the multiverse at the same time that Devin was. They both made the same type of deal thing. And at the end of it, she decides to no longer travel and go back. Yeah. At the end of this issue. Yes, at the end of this issue. Mm. The, the other girl, not Devin, decides to stay where she is, which also then confuse me again because she's not the dude. Right. She's back to who I forgot that gentleman's name. William. Thank you. Which kind of, because I, I also was confused with this issue. Same deal. Three was fine. And then this one, I'm like, what the hell is happening? And, and I, I'm cool with them not doing this, but the girl's name is Nat. I believe oh. one of their, and it, his name could have been Nate yeah. <laughs> and that would have been yeah. or Nathan or Nick cool. or something. Yeah. Right. Um, maybe they thought that people would, would, 
Yeah, it could have been Nort. Or Tan. Which is a very common name. Nat backwards. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, I think it was, at this point, it just started to feel unnecessarily confusing. Yeah. Um, well, and having the two Devons, like, trying to figure out that, there was the owl tattoo, which was like a connection between them, but... Also, having when they go back through the door, being in their female form, didn't like I didn't realize that that was the same. Yeah. Also, one. I if, thought he was a variant of her, but not the, that variant. Yeah. Also, her, also you know? too, like if we are, the rules established in the first issue is that you can't go back to a body I you've think, left. But yeah, they choose not. I don't. I, it's she identifies as she. She chooses not to continue on the journey with the keys and the doors, so mm. she goes back. But do they show that she went back to being William, or does she go back I to? Think, Matt? I think because Devin goes back too. I think you can go back if you've just gone and seen Capcra. You can't, like, if you go into another universe. Oh, okay, 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 so... I think so. So, that person is just now William, and he goes and lives his life. Done. That's That plot thread is over. Oh. All the Nat and Devin stuff we were seeing is from the OG relationship, them breaking up, which was overlaid on top of this. But no, because they talk at no, the I end where so. both of them know that there's doors and, hey, two of them figured it out and are traveling together. Let's be happy for them. This doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, right. Every time I make it, sense of it, there's yeah. a plot thread that just doesn't work. Because William was like, oh, I'm, I'm a traveler too. I, I really hope that you would mention it. I figure, And then, right, at the end, you would think that would be in, William. Unless <laughs> William is not a variant of... Nat and he's just another traveler, which means that all That's are all the possible. are all the travelers. The owl tattoo, yeah, are all the know? travelers just all related to each other in some sort of way? There's no like, reason. are they all just the same intertwined group? There's no reason for it to be this yeah. confusing. I was all in. Yeah, this one guy. I was all in for choppy. the first the first couple of yeah. issues. I was like, oh, this is cool and innovative and fun and tells a story I haven't yeah. seen yet. And now they're doing this and it's just, it, it feels like they're doing too much. And I, I was holding on by the skin of my teeth. My teeth are skinless now. I've got no skin on my teeth. No I can't hold on. I've uh, let go. I don't know what's happening. I honest uh, to God I, at the end of this issue was like, my teeth. okay, this is the end of the series. The series is over. It was a four issue run. We're done. And then I was like, there's another issue coming. What? No, see, I think in issue five, issue five could save this confusion. Yeah. If so. you get the story like also, laid out in issue five, then this could all, in hindsight, be like, oh, that was what was happening. Yeah. And, also, you know, confusing them. But I, I will say in this issue, too, the lettering was mildly awful. Oh, my God. Look, I have it up on the screen right now. The, the yeah. lettering is so close. Each line is so close to each other that it's touching hmm. the top of the the letters is touching yeah. the bottom of the letters above it. I have it in print and I, it's like, was there a file error and they just couldn't fix it? Like it wasn't this bad dirt and it's every style of lettering. Um, 
like the the yeah. text boxes, not text boxes. Also, too, I don't remember if it was established when they're they're talking in purple text. What? I, yeah, the the, it's, the it's, yeah, I didn't put too much stock into that. I just was thought like, oh, it's part of the art. I think. I just you know what else? Just looking through, I'm looking at a scene where Nat is talking to Capra, and then for one panel, it's Devin. Yes, is talking. Yes, I noticed that what too. What was that? Is that yeah? That's very uh, very. I confusing. hate it. I hate Very that they've made this this confusing. Yeah. Right there. Oh, yeah, that's there okay. So go. It's that. That's um. This is weird. So like Nat, Nat and Capra are talking, and then mm. they are talking about Devin. So if you see the talk box is actually like in the ether. They're talking mm. about her, and it's kind of overlapping with her first visit there. It's very yeah. intentionally. Yeah. It's it, this is this book. Multiple travelers this book made it pretty confusing. Yeah. This book, I I've loved every issue up until now, but this mm-hmm. whole issue now is like a hat on a hat, dude. Yeah, it's it's layered on top of layers for no value. Yeah, um, it, well, and with little introduction, I think they relied on the like mystique of multiple universes to throw you into something that you had no idea what was happening and figured that that interest would carry you through. But it's not that new of a concept in the oh, book anymore. I and didn't, we should know what's happening. Stay on this page. Maybe. I was, I was afraid you were going to do that. Go back to why well, I, I skipped it because it was like, pretty explicit. Oh, well, not no. the one where they're in a fight. Which one? Next page. This one. The other explicit page. All right. Um, no, no. <laughs> the one you were you were on where they're in a fight. That one. Stop. Hammer time. Um, they black out what I suspect is her dead naming Nat. Yes. And I thought that that oh, was I wondered about yeah, I really, it really, really like well done. Anti-trans. Yeah. Comment. She. Oh. They got in a physical altercation. She bashed her head, and the first thing that came out was the harshest thing you could say to somebody yeah. uh, who's trans. Same. And the, the the reaction, like this scene, this scene is indicative of why I am have enjoyed the book because mm-hmm. all of these kind of like really uncomfortable altercations and experiences and relationship stuff, awesome. All of the overcomplicated multiversal bullshit which was quaint at first is now a detriment to yes. this these characters yes and I, I i'm hoping that it kind of pulls out yeah i think it might i think this might just be like a going wild pulling back a curtain kind of thing but not telling us mm. <laughs> what's behind the curtain but and i'm looking through it too and i'm wondering if all of the different times we saw Devin with various gnats in the in the multiverse are this gnat. Um, I don't know. And we have been but that could be revealed and it would also make a lot more sense of this issue if that's the case. If they've been running into different versions of each other in other worlds. Um, but we'll see. It's five total. We should yeah. Yeah, we've done one. every issue. Oh, yeah, I, I th- it, 
We're we're into because it's just like even in air quotes, even in air quotes, failure. It's still an incredibly fascinating book, Mm -hmm. and I still will. This is this is every issue since number one has been kind of like top of the stack. You know, I want to read it close to first. So the art, I would. You know, I really like this like pastel mystical kind of uh, art style and. It it goes a long way yeah. for this for the story that is. Yeah, it goes a long way, but you know what? Because it is so um, specific, they could have easily helped us in storytelling by treating some things visually different than others. Yes, at least in a consistent yeah. visual language kind of a way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It's like seventy five percent on every point, as opposed to which just like equals to a C minus. Yeah. Uh, Vampire Slayer number one from Boom Studios by Sarah Gailey and Irene Flores. After years of fighting against the forces of evil, Buffy Summers finds herself succumbing to the burden of bearing the Slayer mantle. What? To help his Slayer, Rupert Giles is willing to risk a return to chaos magic, and with Willow's help, they attempt a spell to remove the trauma from Buffy's psyche? The effects backfire, (laughs) though. And leave Buffy unable to remember her past or her purpose. Oh, is that <laughs> with Sunny? Da- is that what was <laughs> happening in this book? With Sunnydale under attack, a new Slayer must rise to protect it, while Buffy's friends race against the clock to restore her true self. Oh, what? cool! Um, I didn't know any of that. None. Of, this is a number no. one issue called the Vampire Slayer from the world of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, in the beginning, it says into every generation, a slayer is born, a chosen one. They alone will wield the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and forces of darkness to stop the spread of their evil and the swell of their numbers. They are the slayer. And this is an entirely new universe. That is the only information we get before the, the giant crab shows up on the very first page of the story. Which is also confusing in itself because it says in bold, and this is an entirely new universe. So the fact that things are not as you expect them to be should not be deeply questioned. Yeah. You know, like this, things are different. They've just done a reality where things turn out differently. And so Buffy's not the Slayer yeah, this time. It, All right. It took me a know. while to yeah. even realize that Buffy wasn't the Slayer, that it was Willow. Me too. Um, yeah. And, and even then, I had no idea why. I was like, oh, okay, well, this is just another reality. This is another multiverse right. universe where right. Willow, instead of instead of Buffy, Willow is the Slayer. Okay, I got that. What a crazy multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I had no idea of any of the stuff that the solicitation just told me just now. Um, no, that being said, I figured Buffy would become the magic. Yeah. One. That being said, yeah. this was fine. This was a fine Buffy tale, uh, where Willow is, is yeah. the slayer. This is, you know, I didn't have any problems with it, but, um, boy, could have used all of that information at some point in this story. Noel, what did you think? Yeah. I think this is a perfect example of how to write for trade mm. and not comics. Mm. Mm. This is a terrible single issue. Yeah. But it might be a really fun arc because they don't give you shit. Yeah. Yeah. That like it hinted at none of that. 
Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, in hindsight, it kind of makes sense. Thing. Did the the spell also make Buffy unable to understand what a flamethrower is? Yeah, uh, right. I, Which one's the flamethrower? Is it the tank with a picture of flame on it, or is it the axe? What was that about? <laughs> so right. weird. I forgot about that until so I just she, saw. It. Also, why would, also too. Willow, why would you even think it even, was all the swords? Even Willow as the Slayer acts nothing like Willow yeah. at all. There is mm. no there's no struggle with the self that makes Willow a appealing and um, uh, uh, recognizable character right. or, yeah. or one that you yeah. identify with identifiable character. The meekness. She's just yeah. she's just cocky now. Like I, I would love to have read a story of that character having power that doesn't corrupt her because mm-hmm. we've seen her with power that corrupts her and she's no longer, yeah. you know, approachable and nice, but like just that super strong I still would have been more enjoyable than this. Cause she's just kind of a cocky jerk. Time like, to yeah, slay. Slayer. I got this shit. Yeah. Like that's not Willow. That's, not that's Buffy. Yeah. So yeah. all they did was change their hair color and change their names and made Buffy an idiot. Yeah. I didn't like this. And which, furthermore, was like, oh, I guess that's the Willow of this universe. Yeah. Is like that, but she also uses magic. She's kind of the slayer and the magic but, slayer at one time. But reading the solicitation, they were yeah. those characters before, and this right. is like a spell gone bad. But not yeah. that Willow is turned into Faith. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I, I've, and also Xander picking up this thing. Where he's like, didn't I say not to touch that? He's like, technically, I'm not touching it. So, I mean, Xander does screw around, but that seems yeah. like above and beyond for, In, like, I'm just going to pick up this crab orb. Through the modern lens, revisiting the show, yeah. Xander's a bit of a, a dumb fuck. He's, like, not <laughs> a very good character. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's actually pretty awful. Um, but it, but it's just, like, through a modern lens. In, in the early, like, late 90s, early 2000s, that was charming. Yeah. So to air quotes fixed that in the most recent comics they superimposed some of spike and angels stories onto him where they Mm. they essentially turned him into a vampire immediately Mm. like in issue four Mm. um Mm. and then introduced other characters so they they kind of they swerved and handled that almost like incel adjacent behavior yes to an actual like lost soul Mm -hmm. which was incredibly effective and really really interesting to read now he's just back to being a dipshit and i'm i I reminded how much i don't care about that characterization anymore yeah like it's not cute he's just i'm not touching it like they told you not to touch it well technically i'm not touching it like fucking you're a dummy i hate it i hate it i mean there's like serious danger involved you know what i mean this is not like a fun, but people in TV shows like that frequently do stupid yeah. things that no one in their right mind would do. When the expert magic guy is like, "Don't touch that magic thing," and you're like, "I'll just look, I'll bring it home." I also, you know? I also like to be fair. I also kind of dislike that the idea of conflict being explicitly not doing what you're asked. <laughs> when I was younger, it didn't bother me as much. Now that I'm older, it's just like. I want to flick ears like stop it that's stupid don't do that <laughs> walk away <laughs> uh yeah i didn't enjoy this unfortunately i was really excited for it but yeah 
the, the, I mean, the whole thing is them just not telling you what's happening. Other than that, I didn't have any serious problems with it, but I also wasn't particularly interested in picking up the next issue. But even, even by that though, like I, I mean, we're reading single issue comics. If they wanted to tell a, a, a graphic novel story, then print it as a graphic novel, but as, as a complete single issue, I still don't even think this hits the mark. This is like barely a yeah. zero issue, right? This is the opening of well, a, of a comic. Yeah. And even, I mean, for such a major status quo change, it is like a zero issue. And then this thing, there's also this amulet that they activated at some point in recent history, but they can't use it yet because they don't know what it is. It feels like there's something going on big that happened that you ought to know about, which I guess is this spell, but they don't talk about it. But then it turns out that the amulet is like for the crab. I, it's like the counter to this giant crab. They made reference. They made weird. like oblique reference to this this yeah. amulet fixing things, but right because of the way that the issue is, we don't know what the fuck they're fixing. Right, and unless you read the like solicitation, like, right? And like the amulet's like a more general kind of thing, and like you're not ready to use that. No, I need it to take this crab on. And then it seems like the perfect counter to the crab. Yeah, I don't know. It was all right. What's up next? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's one that's even better. John Carter of Mars, number one, Dynamite Comics, written by Chuck Brown, with art by George Comadeus. Rock me, Comadeus. And it is the year 1919. <laughs> an asteroid. Oh, is that what year it is? All right. It is the year 1919. An asteroid of pure ninth. Hurdles towards Earth. Its huh? teeming power slowly melds the people of Earth to Mars. What? And Mars to what? Earth. <laughs> John, oh, fuck. John Carter is ripped. It's teeming power. John Carter is ripped from everything he knows, powerless and confused, suddenly in battle with Martian apes in Virginia. Um, I wasn't going to read this book. And then I told Noel, Fine. I'll read John Carter on Mars. And then I did it. You stood by your and word. I regret it. Um, like a real John Carter yeah. on Mars. <laughs> this was, I have no idea. Uh, um, all right, I have a question. So his name was John yeah. Captain John Carter. He was born and raised in Virginia. He fought for the South during the Civil War. Great. <clears throat> he made his yeah. fortune during the gold rush of 1888. Blah, 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 blah. So then for some reason he winds up out of what is he is he is he coming out of heaven john carter's eternal reward no right that's no no no, no. so they don't they don't tell you anything about john carter this is like is, a sequel to the book by the way which i didn't know but yeah no nope, me neither yeah it's, so that is a detriment to anyone who is not already familiar with john carter which is mostly seen the movie Almost um, I mean, everyone, yes. I, I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's it's an incredibly popular series of books, but hmm. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, I have read it and, and enjoyed it. Uh, and so I was like, oh, cool, some John Carter. This is cool. But J.D., he, uh, he's kind of got an Adam Strange thing yeah. going on where he transports to and from mm. Mars. I think, I think like a real William Nilly. It's just... Whenever it happens, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> uh, I would like to use that as a 
That's a, a nom de guerre sometimes. Will, William Nilly? <laughs> William, yeah. William yeah. Nilly? <laughs> yeah. Um, William H. Nilly. Um, but what is John Carter's eternal reward? I think it was just he finally got to hang out on Mars forever. Oh, I thought he was back. dead yeah, in like heaven. It. With his family. No, no, he's fine. Um, and then well, he gets I, so, killed wh- to join him in heaven. <laughs> Question. <style>. Question. Um, <laughs> Brian, clarify something for me because I. Yeah. If it's been a long time since I explored the books and seen the movie, the way that he's transported to Mars is almost like an intergalactic telegram, where it's 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 exchanging yeah. physical space, right? Yeah. So he disappears. I remember in the movie. He disappears. Yeah. And he, Mm-hmm. <laughs> he disappears, uh, changing physical space, and then he's able to actually stay on Mars, start a family, be with his wife. Mm-hmm. Everything is great. He's a reformed, happy man. Um, but something else is activated on Earth that rips him back, and now and then it just becomes a how do I get back there? What this book is yeah. postulating was that whatever's happening near earth. And it sounds uh, like it sounds as though in the solicitation, it's this meteorite is Mm -hmm. almost spontaneously activating populations to swap between Mm -hmm. Barsoom, which is Mars and, and earth. And then an invasion Tarsoom, right? Or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't remember that, but I, I, from this comic, I remember. So he was ripped back to Earth in his body, and he's just like, what the fuck is happening? Thought they, Everyone yeah. thought he was dead forever. But then he realizes, or you're, you'd find out that it's been happening, and now there are Martians on Earth, and then yeah. Earthlings stranded on Mars. I think that's a cool setup. It's yeah. just this book this doesn't really do the legwork. Yeah. Yes, you did. A character says that his I had no idea when okay, I had no idea when this took place. Because everyone's dressed up like they're in the ah. Civil War. Um right. but my wife was is a Civil War historian. Mm. Leading yeah. me to believe that's something that someone in the future would say. Um so I was like, are th- why are they dressed up like Civil War soldiers? If his wife is a Civil War historian, what is I, I could not place what was happening at yeah. any point in this book time-wise. I mean, you could be a real-time historian, can't you? I think so. Yeah, just just protecting and claiming chronicling, chronic, yeah, chronicling, history. yeah, historian. Yeah, it just. But yes, you're right. It is very. It confusing. is a weird way. Also, to refer to and and I so I I read the beginning. I knew that it took place. Uh, towards the end of the Civil War, or after the Civil War, actually, but just, like, very right after. That first time we see Earth with those soldiers talking, I went back and was just like, is there a date here? And there's not. It just tells you where they are. And I was like, that's fucking annoying. Because I wanted to know, like, he's been missing for years. Yeah. How many years has he been missing? Um, I know that this is, you know, it's, they are, those are, those are um, northern soldiers, those are northern uniforms, but you know, racism is still happening. It's still it's still the early right <laughs> the late yeah, the aughts. Northern army yeah. is like super in like no. about everything. So so like <laughs> right. I, and it's just there's a lot. There's a lot going on. And also then also these like I guess buildings. His, I, I yeah, those are just 
I guess I guess they make sense, but like for some reason that that those read as like modern Mm. metropolitan areas to me, just the way they're Mm. drawn. All right. So I do like, and this is supposed to be, you know, a farmer on Mars and a couple of like a Martian family, like at a watering hole on earth. The, the geography is a little all over the place. Yeah. This is a yeah. weird, but I like the art. And style. I can see also like having, what would you like? What's I really like the art style though. I like it too. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, it, it's got like a light cartoony thing that isn't oh, like, John Carter's illustration wasn't always to my taste, and some of it was a little, a little um, borderline manga, uh, which is not an art style that I usually get into. But uh, but I liked it. Um, I can see JD, you having raised your issues with it. Those are extremely valid issues of this book. Like it didn't hit me at all because I was like, "Oh, John Carter, let's let's see what's up." I haven't seen any John Carter stuff in a long time. But they do not tell you who John Carter is in any way. No. Like one page of um, just previously, John Carter did yeah. this. Yeah, previously in John Carter's existence. Um, Kevin, Kevin asked, shouldn't the Martians have? be weakened on earth um Uh, no i I also no rules apply because the abilities that john had on mars seem to be going in and out and he has them here on earth so also what are his abilities beyond leaping i think it's mostly leaping he's just dead he's (laughs) like he's less he's less physically dense (laughs) so it's just like leaping and agility he doesn't have super well actually he does kind of have super strength a little super strength yeah because like mars has lower gravity so he's got yeah so he's he's just he can do things more easily you know like pick up he could pick up a he could swing a boulder around oh but he can't like you know topple a building i'll take your word for it because it's not in this book Man, no, 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 no. This I'm, is just in the original yeah. books. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this does, I had totally forgotten that he could do any of that, actually, in in the books. It's not, as I recall, really that big a part of it. This leans too heavily on the IP and not enough on introducing new readers. Yeah. I will say yeah. that. Now, I am one of the, like, I don't know, six people who actually really enjoyed the movie. I liked it too. I yeah. heard, I've heard it's very good, so, but it was just mismarketed. So I, yeah, you honestly, you should yeah. watch it. It it still holds up. It's actually pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, and it's the John Carter story. It's not yeah. this. Okay. You know, it's his first adventures. Yeah. yeah, and and this to and I remember that movie pretty well and fondly. So this reads mm. like a other than the last five minutes of that movie, this reads like a continuation mm. of that, and I was totally fine. Wow. Just yeah. I was. In. I remember being impressed. You said it it was like a telegram, and I don't know how much of what is in the movie was in the books. I just don't remember. But I remember being impressed that they're talking about transmitting information in a way that is not dissimilar from how, like, Star Trek transporters work or other later sci-fi works. And even now that we're like, could something like that happen in the real world? And... Yeah, you can draw that from a telegram, but it's pretty impressive. All of these, I I mean, there are there are papers written about these novels being the impetus Mm. of all modern science fiction. That's neat. Mm. I do have something um, to say. uh, There are Star Wars things. Yeah, go. 
You guys kind of glossed over what Kevin had said. Shouldn't the Martians on Earth be super weak? In the same way that John is stronger on Mars than he is here, wouldn't the, the pressure in the atmosphere and the gravity of Mars make it so that when they come here, they're like, hey, it's hard to lift my feet. <laughs> well, I mean, it's well, my answer, no, my no, answer no, to that, that, yeah, my answer to yeah. that was that it doesn't necessarily make sense in this. Well, not necessarily because a mystery in this book is that John is still retains some of his abilities on Mars. I see. Well, now on did Earth. you say that? I'm sorry. So there is, yeah. yeah, sorry. There's something else going on, and uh, from, coming from the solicit, I, I tend to believe it's some sort of quasi science mystical explanation because of this meteorite that's in close proximity of Earth, yeah. right? Gotcha. Of you know, nymph, nymph metal or yeah. whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, meteorites are always doing. I think stuff. this. Yeah, I they enjoyed reading stuff. this. I think this could have been and could be fun, but it is not friendly to anybody that is at least passively familiar with John Carter or the John Carter stories. Yeah. Now yeah. I could totally see reading this and being like, "What is that about?" And then go at least reading the Wikipedia page of John Carter because it's. Yeah. enticing enough but no few and far between i wonder why not just do it for john you carter yeah for me as the person yeah, yeah. here who's unfamiliar with john carter of mars nothing about this made mm -hmm. me go yeah. "Ooh, i should go read up on this character that they've told me nothing about i was just like this is annoying i wish they had done some work <laughs> this seems like the perfect opportunity too for dynamite to do like two parallel books mm -hmm. something which i think is a kind of thing that they do where there's just like a John Carter story, even if it's not any of the original ones, but just more like the original. They ones. should have. They should have and adapted. They should have adapted like the first book, yes. as well as this. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, Dynamite's been making John Carter of Mars comics, haven't they? They've been doing the Deja. Deja they, Torres. They've been doing the Deja books Torres. about his yeah. wife. Yeah, uh, I don't. I've never touched those. Just yeah. all seem Seems like cool. cheesecakey books, so I don't yeah. really care. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, but we thought the same of uh, Red Sun. True. But then I also, yeah. I look at the writing and art teams on those books yeah. and I don't care. Yeah, same yeah. with their I, Betty Page adventures and their, yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't care. How was the Rocketeer? Is this where Green... It was fun. Yeah. Oh, was it? Cool. Yeah. Am I the only one that read um, it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I started to read it and I, there was a time crunch that it was, week and I was like, which one? But that, that was IDW. But oh, it was it was oh, hella fun. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Betty Page, right? Are the Martian Chronicles where um, green Martians come from, as a matter of fact? I think it might be. Yeah, it's green and red Martians. It's like, like the a, idea that Martians are green. Yeah, it was, There are other hues of Martians, too, that he runs into eventually. Yeah, it was a caste system and, on Mars. Where, but like the, yeah. the red Martians were much more humanoid and uh, royalty, whereas the green Martians are like, you know, the desert people. Yeah. Yeah. And they have four, four arms. arms and tusks, yeah. played by Willem yeah. Dafoe. Oh, really? Yeah, in the movie. Ah, so good. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they get a little formulaic after a while, as those old serialized stories tend to do. Did, <laughs> but they're, they're worth it. You know, they're, they're really, especially like the first half of them or whatever it is, are, are good. good I, heard, I heard sad news today. And it, oh. it depressed me a little bit. Uh, I read about oh. the movie The Phantom with Billy Zane. And how poor yeah. Billy Zane, they had a muscle suit lined up for him. And he was like, no. Oh. And he worked out for an entire year. And he was so buff oh. that they were like, 
We don't need this muscle suit. Mm. Isn't that sad? <laughs> to put all that, put a year of your life to make the Phantom, and then, and then, uh, and then it turns out you made the Phantom. It's a bummer. Uh, I mean, he was he was ripped to shit too, though. So. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, it had other benefits. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I'm sure the paycheck was worth it. But I was just, you know it made me I sad. Want I meant just being, but. I want to go back and watch The Phantom now. I, yeah. And imagine the yeah, whole time. I the Phantom Imagine the cool. whole time that it's Bruce Campbell. Because he, he was this close <laughs> Ooh, to getting the Oh, really? Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, it was, in, it was in If Chins Could Kill. He actually did like three screen tests. He did chemistry wow. tests. He was, Bruce Campbell's history in Hollywood is. So close. Like. Yeah. The consistent, the the yeah. the eternal, almost leading man. Ugh. He was up for so yeah. many things and was like in the room for so many things and just never got him. That sucks. And he he kind of has that quality for whatever reason. Yeah, it I'd was, love to see him in more roles, but he does. He's not have a great actor, though. Kind of thing. Oh, uh, he's a great. Com- I, but I have you ever seen him given the chance? I just you know. right. He's a great. He's a great comedic actor. But anytime yeah. he I mean, has I to be serious, like I love Briscoe County Jr. I mean, it, back when it was on, I haven't seen it since then. But oh, Briscoe County Jr. was my first exposure to him, and probably to the idea of steampunk. I'm j- but, Jay, we cut you off, GD. What was your What was your full thought of what? I think that was it. That the Phantom. No, that was no, it. I, yeah. Bruce Campbell. Because I. Oh no! I, I just like, I've never seen Briscoe County Jr. And I'm trying to remember so a time good. where he. Yeah. Was supposed to be serious and was convincing. X Files. I don't Never remember saw a time when he was supposed to be serious. X Files uh, in a lot of Briscoe County. Like yeah. it was mm. a funny show, but there's a shit ton of heavy stuff yeah. in it. Mm. Yeah, no, uh, he could he could do it. If, if you're a comedic actor, you could do drama. Yeah. He just hasn't had the opportunity. Yeah, it's and I, at this point too in his career, he's like fuck it. I know I'm good. He's yeah. doing his thing. Yeah. He's got his thing that he does. That, uh, yeah, I mean, and he's great. And, you know, I would check out something that if I heard... Oh, I mean, I like him. Oh, yeah. Kevin says the Phantom was... Yeah, Any, yeah, yeah. Anyone can cry on screen, but can you realistically wrestle with a plastic deadite with your head up a cadaver's anus? No. Who here has Yeah. Yeah. Could Sir Lawrence Olivier Couldn't do, do that? It. I don't think he could do it. Couldn't do it. I don't think he could sell he that. Could. Kevin, I don't think he could no. sell it. Kevin is in the Sir, is in the chat saying the Phantom was dope to me back in the day. Uh, I'm assuming he means the movie yeah. was good, not that he met the Phantom and that the Phantom was nice to him. Uh, that, and Alec Baldwin, I, the shadow. Alec Baldwin, that's a drug. That movie is so. Oh, I good. love that movie. Is Just, it? Yes. Across the board, that movie's awesome. It's it, it makes a great. lot of narrative leaps that are incredibly stupid, but <laughs> style like tonally, the movie's fucking awesome. Other than that. I mean, they. I always loved the shadow. It's you know, so good. From uh, getting like a cassette tape of the radio show back in the day and practicing my who knows what laugh. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Yeah. The shadow. The shadow, the shadow knows. knows. I love the shadow. No, no, Russell right. Mulcahy oh, shadow. Yeah, yeah it's oh, under here. And it's the shadow. he he with powers of um, the power to cloud men's minds. Cloud men's minds. He's able to change the shape of his face, so it's unrecognizable. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that's cool as that shit. Like he puts cool. a little handkerchief on and makes you think he's got a big ass nose and a weird brow. Yeah, yeah. I love and that. And had like multiple secret identities. Yeah, which Lamont you know Cranston, over the years, Cranston uh, is the only one I remember. I, uh, Tim Curry's uh, in that like, movie too. God damn it, oh, that movie's awesome. Oh, is he? I, I do like that. Tim Curry. I have it on VHS. Yeah, I think 
I have it on VHS and Blu-ray. VHS. Nice. I, w- I would like to yeah, borrow the Blu-ray movie. or the VHS. He's got a cool look. I, it, I wonder if it's streaming anywhere. Oh. Uh, probably. It's a universal picture. It's a universal picture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. It's, yeah, it's like... Yes. Bye. No. Time to go. <laughs> Uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us. This was lovely. Thank you for hanging out in the chat, Mars and Kevin and and other people, Hal and Action Figure Expert, all of y'all down there. Thank you so much. We love you. And um, we will see you probably next Monday at 9 p.m. Join us there. Um, that's friggin' it. Love Bye. you. Bye. Toodles. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah.